This is Believe in Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chindi Chekwa. How you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing good, man. There was a yeah. lot of stuff has happened since our last podcast. The, yeah. the combine, the spring combine. spring balls started. Spring ball started, right? Right. Our last episode. If you guys didn't have a chance, please go check it out. We had a very special guest and Garyon Conley on the show. Um, yeah. First round but, draft pick out of Ohio State cornerback. It was a fantastic show. Fantastic. Show. Yeah. So so before we get started, a little a little plug from our sponsors, Bet Online. Remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, uh, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So head to the website today, use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's betonline.ag, where the game starts. All right, and I always got a shout-out. If you have any issues in that arena, gambling a little bit too much, starting to be a problem, feel free to reach out to 1-800-GAMBLERS. Uh, they could, they, they got people there 24-7 that's able to assist. Always feel free to use the resources that is available. But, yeah, Chum, so let's get into it, man. I mean, like you say, it's been a lot going on. Um, combine. Combine is big. I mean, obviously it's big every year. It's funny um, how much attention the combines gets. Like other yeah. sports have combines, right? Basketball, have NBA has a combine, and MLB, you know, all major sports. Nobody combines. watches them. Right? No one really watches. But the NFL combine, it's like, you know, it's like – Almost like must see TV. Like it's a lot, a lot going on. It's there. a, it's some, it's like a different season for real. The NFL off season is a different is a different season. NFL combine. I mean, so much prep going into it. So much, you know, getting ready for interviews, trying to figure out. All right, I'm 185. If I drink this gallon of water, I'm gonna be 190. But then I gotta do the body fat test, and then I gotta go to the bathroom before I hop in the, uh, you know, the body fat to make sure I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's so much to it, and it's crazy because once the season starts and you show up, it's like all that stuff go out the window. Out the window, <laughs> right? Out the window. And it's funny, like I say, when you watch it, it matters a lot to the people when you're doing it, it matters a lot your numbers how you're doing the things yeah um it matters a lot to us people watching tv watching on tv like man i can't believe you ran that slow i can't believe you ran that fast or you know this that and third but when it comes down to it really well it's your game film that really sells it for you but it is always entertaining and, and, and most likely like i say must watch tv so ohio state the buckeyes they had eight players invited uh, to the combine this year, uh, I guess I just want to kind of talk about the highlights. Uh, CJ threw, CJ Stroud, he threw, didn't participate in any uh, drills or anything like that, but he did yeah. go out and throw. And you saw some of his big throws highlighted across social media, especially for us Buckeyes. Some of the big throws, what we already know, he has that amazing arm with with uh, amazing um, accuracy as well, which really makes him a, a unique talent there. Um, DeWan Jones, the big thing for him, be calling Big Thanos. That came in at six eight three eight three seventy four. So understand, you know, this is God a guy. He's been working out, like you know, he's been working out probably the most he ever worked out in his life, getting the best shape of his life, and he still came in at six eight three seventy four. <laughs> right, three seventy four. Uh, that, that, that's always funny to me. Like, bro, he must play around 
three ninety four hundred, maybe you know when you but that's on a, a crazy, bro. I mean, but I mean, he carries well. I mean, he carries well. He ran a forty. That's crazy. He ran a five three five forty, uh, which is not like you know, it's not crazy, amazing fast or anything like that. But for a guy that big to run that fast, pretty impressive. Yeah, that's like and then a, mu- that's like a semi truck rolling. Yeah, that's like a semi truck, <laughs> yeah. man. And then the biggest thing for officer linemen is like you know, kind of. You know, the time is not usually the most important thing, but usually when you look at a guy that big, you, you just kind of check in his athletic ability, right? Yeah. Does he have the ability to lift his knees up and, and run? How's the hip flexion and explosion? Um, and I think he definitely uh, demonstrated that. I'll say Big Thanos is a big athlete, man. I feel like, once again, uh, also from the senior bowl to him running that 48 at the combine, uh, I think he did another another. Another chip and uh, kind of helping out his uh, draft status in that performance. Um, I always wanted to shout out Paris Johnson. He did hop on the bench, did 29 reps there, which is pretty solid for a guy with arms that long. Um, Jackson Smith, New Jigba, uh, had the fastest three chrome drill at the combine. Yeah, I think it was like a six five seven, so pretty good there. Uh, no forty, no things there. And I also had to shoot out a shout out our center, Luke Weichler, because. For what I can tell, well, basically what I know now, that he's the only person that competed <laughs> in that enemy drill at the combine. He did everything yeah, that was up. asked of him from measurements to to all the, the competition and all the measurements and things of that nature. And he did pretty solid looking at his numbers, pretty good numbers for a guy his size. Um, I definitely feel like he helped himself out. But I guess one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Chum, is, like I said, we had eight guys invited. You had several guys that really didn't participate in any of the time events as far as 40s yeah. or, or drills and things like that. And same thing with CJ. As then you see other guys who only did like one thing. They did the 40 or they just did the bench or, you know, and maybe participate in drills of that nature. I just want to get your thoughts on that. You know, do you think that's – as a guy that went to the combine, myself, I didn't go. I went free agent to the NFL. Didn't get invited to the combine. But for a guy that went, what's your thoughts on that? Is that – Good thing, bad thing, or what's your what's your thoughts? Yeah, I I think guys are just in general getting smarter about it. I mean, I think, you know, back in the day, it was you compete, you do everything. Coaches coaches were always questioning like, why are you not doing running the forty? Are you afraid? Or why are you not doing the DB drills? I I question whether, but they're lying for real. I mean, at the end of the day, when they go into their meeting rooms and they try to determine who's the best athlete. Who's the guy that can run? They're just going to look at the fastest time. You can run a 40 in Africa um, in, you know, on with no shoes on, um, on a dirt road. If they have the time on paper, that's what they're going by. So guys realize, all right, maybe the combine isn't going to be the best atmosphere for me to be prepared to run my fastest 40. But I may be... A guy who really excels as a three-cone drill, Jackson Smith and Jake, but he's he's likely not the fastest receiver. But you, you only got to run – you got to run your f- fastest. Once you run your fastest time, that's who you are for the rest of your career, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, when I, after three injuries, three years in a row, um, you know, hamstring bar- barely hanging on, when Miami looked at me, they were like, this guy's a 4-3 guy. I wasn't running a four three at that point. If I ran a forty, you know what I'm saying, right? But I'm a four three guy for the rest of my career, and so the guys realize, okay, let me do what I do best at the combine, and then you know, I'll do some of the other stuff at pro day. And they they're, they're doing what's best for them. If you look at Anthony Richardson, 
He did all the all the stuff, right? He jumped, right? Uh, he did all because right. that's what he's. I mean, he's great at that stuff. He needed to show. He threw. He threw. He did the you know the throw to show how hard, how fast he can throw and all that stuff. CJ, CJ's like um. I compare CJ to like Kevin Durant playing basketball. He's like a he's like a guy who can throw, who show up anywhere and throw the ball. Like he's just a guy who could throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? It's like Kevin Durant show up. He could hoop. He could shoot yeah, the ball no matter score, what. He's he gonna score no matter what. Right? He's gonna score no matter what. That's how CJ is. So it's like, yeah, I'm gonna do the throwing. I don't need all that other stuff, whatever. But I'm gonna show up. And I'm gonna go throw. Um, a guy like Bryce is like, I'm probably the the top pick in the draft. Maybe maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. You know, I'm gonna put myself in the best environment. So guys are just coming up with their game plan. At the end of the day, all that matters is if you pref- if you do something at some point, how well do you do it? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's what it what, what it really is. I saw. I remember my year coming out. A lot of a lot of DBs who knew they were going to run slow went out there, tried it out there, ran a forty. These guys had great careers in college, great game film. But it's like, damn, you just ran a four seven, like <laughs> right, yeah. killed their style. Like you should have yeah. just waited till you got to your pro day, best conditions. You know what I'm saying? And maybe you would have ran a four six. Maybe you would have ran your best time ever. I think that's kind of what guys are trying to do. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, a lot of stuff at the combine where people, like you say, if you do something great, if you do something well, great, fantastic. But a lot of stuff is really to kind of see if they could eliminate you, right? They could come up with a problem, right? So right. when you start looking at, like you say, the 40, like, okay, on film you you seem like, you know, you, you're in a good position. You, you know, usually are competitive on balls. Um, but you know, you, and you keep it up with receivers. Obviously, you keep it with receivers. You're a cornerback, right? Then you go out there and run a slow forty, and now it's like, ah, now I gotta, like, well, maybe he's not that top end guy. Like, maybe if we left him on the island against the wrong guy, yeah. you know, you know, maybe we can't do that with him because, and, and now we got to change our whole game plan going into it because you know he can't keep up with a guy. And same now, thing when it start looking at, I don't know, vertical explosion and things of that nature. Yeah. Like, you know, like okay. He he seems to be kind of stiff in the hips, and now he comes and jumps uh, a, a, sh- a short vertical. Um, then he's jumping 25 inches, and, yeah, that kind of confirms. Like, yeah, he, he has some explosion concern. Maybe he's not a top-end guy when it comes to that. So, yeah, so that's always something that, that you have now, to what, what I would say. What I would say is, though, the thing about the four-year, though, if you don't – if you run at the combine, you do get a – you do get two tries. Like, if you run at the combine, you kind of stumble out of your – you know, whatever – you can go back and run it again at pro day, and they will adjust the time. Like, and they, you know, coaches will say, "Okay, his fastest time was this." I don't know what happened at the combine, but at some point, he ran his faster time. So that's also a risk too. Like, you you may want to take that opportunity. The combine, the difference between combine and pro day is pro day is your atmosphere. Your coach constructs it, or I mean, some guys have to go to other schools, but you kind of understand how the day is going to go right there's some control there the combine is just random i mean you go from being pulled on they checking your your shoulders your hips and they pulling on you it's just uncomfortable so i mean there's some there, there's an element to you uncomfortable then you gotta go perform in front of all these people and have your best time it's like it's like nah i'll I just rather do this do this you know where i'm more, most comfortable right you got interviews too right how does so uh like how does the interviews play in there so do you do and obviously i know it could be different but is it, is it more like medical interviews workout or does it vary for for guys or how does that go so typically everybody has some type of medical 
And medical is different based on they have your injury history. So you go into a room, they lay you on the table, they pull on your shoulder, they pull on your. It's kind of crazy for real. Like they're just pulling on stuff. Like I had a, I had a, I dislocated my shoulder in college. So I go into the room. Every doc, this is every team doctor now. Like all the team doctors who are interested, they come and they all pull the same shoulder. Like it's almost like. Like, bro, he pulled my shoulder, then he pulled my shoulder. By the time I remember, by the time I got done, my shoulder, which I thought was fine, I realized that my shoulder is messed up. <laughs> like, they, they don't pull my shoulder back like 12 times, and now my shoulder is actually hurting now. Now I'm hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and I had other injuries. They kind of moved around. Um, you know, the doctors share notes and that type of stuff, but. Yeah, it, it was that. And then you have the, the team interview. So teams, if they're interested in you, they'll give you a room to go to. You may not know what team is in that room until you get there. Um, then you interview with the team. They ask you questions, show you film of what you did good, what you did bad, have you explained. Trying to get an understanding of do you, you know, how, how much well you know the game and all that stuff. It's not, it's not, it doesn't give them too much information, but there's, you know, different guys get a certain, certain amount of interviews. I know I had, I think, two or three at the combine. Um, and then it's like you know press conference. You might talk to some reporters and that that stuff. So right. it's a cool experience in one light. You know, seeing all the guys that are in position to go, you know, go to the next level and competing and that stuff. But it's it can be annoying. <laughs> it can be an annoying experience as well. Yeah, yeah. For myself, I in, I did go to the East West Shrine game, right? So that's like a, one of the games. Like you know, got top guys go to the Senior Bowl, and you got this other bowl. That uh, oh. that get seniors to go and play in as well, and it so it's like a much smaller version of that, right? So I did do some medical stuff, and I didn't have many injuries, so really not a ton to look into me for me. Like when much much documented, you do do some interviews, but it's on a much smaller scale. Like you kind of pop into a room and do a couple of things, or you get done with practice as a guy like, hey, can I come t- can I talk to you for a minute? And you know, it's it's really. You know, it's not that intense. Like you know, it's not very scary. But I feel like at the combine, it's just like. Boom, 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 and just go, 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 and you do all this stuff, and then you got to go out and try to compete and, and you know, all, all that kind of stuff, and it's just like this seems like a much more um, hostile situation. So, like you say, once again, for guys who maybe a little bit uncomfortable with something, I'm not push pause on it, yeah. you know. And, yeah, my so my my medical took so long because I had to get. So this other thing because they kept pulling on my arm, and eventually the last doctor who pulled on my arm. I mean, I, by the time I got to the last doctor, my arm was kind of, it wasn't moving the same way. So that last doctor kind of pulled on it. He was like, you know what? I want you to get an x-ray on this. I'm like, all right, now I got to go get an x-ray. <laughs> so I got to go go drive me to the doctor. Now I got to get an x-ray and CAT scan or whatever, MRIs and whatnot. So that stuff took so long that I didn't get back to my hotel till like 1 a.m. Now I have to get up at like 5 to run a 40 um, that morning. So... I mean, now, my, you know, luckily the 40 was my strength, right? So, oh, it didn't matter if I got shot. <laughs> like, I'm going to run. <laughs> I'm running this 4-3. Like, oh, this is what I do. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But if I was a guy who was a little bit concerned or, like, you know, worried about my 40 time, like, that would have been, you know, I would have been messed up. Like, I ain't getting no sleep. Stuff for, like, three, three and a half hours. Now I got to get up. Uh, my shoulders hurt, you know what I'm saying? I got to go get ready and, and, you know, get weighed in, do that stuff, and then run a 40. Like, nah, this is not this is not conducive to me doing my best. 
<laughs> right? And honestly, I think I would I could have ran a faster time. I didn't feel like I ran my my best, but I ran good enough. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't actually do it again at the pro day. But yeah, it's it's not always the ideal situation based on what you know your specific circumstance. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so I mean, you know, once again, shout out to the Buckeyes that that made it to the. The combine, like I said, I feel like uh, the guys that that did participate in things, they represented well. Um, you didn't hear any crazy stories, you know. Some every blue moon, you know, you could kind of get some crazy stuff coming from the combine. So nothing like that was circulating, at least about our guys. So always a plus there. And um, so yeah, so next is pro day uh, at the school for our, for the Buckeyes that's interested in going to the NFL. So I'm not exactly sure what that would end, but once we kind of come up we might be able to go check that out actually if we want yeah we to. should go there we should go, go to check it, it out see, see how those guys perform yeah see those guys perform and we can come back and kind of talk about it a little bit more um uh, but the next big thing that's going on at Ohio State right now is spring ball has started uh so I think they had two practices so far um yep. not really sure the schedule I'm pretty sure they usually if I recall spring practice usually is like the back end of the week you kind of do a couple practices and you do something like going into the weekend as well and then you have a handful of days off before doing it again. So, um, I mean, right now, like I said, it's just kind of nice to see the guys out there. You know, obviously no, no, not full equipment yet. Just kind of, you know, not even shells, just helmet and, helmet and shorts, kind of moving around a little bit. Um, the son I just wanted to shout out is that your boy. I'm going I'm to say he's your boy because you say he's your favorite to take this job. And obviously it's the, the biggest job that's, that's open right now for Ohio State. It's that quarterback position. Um, your boy Devin Brown stated that he's wearing number thirty three this season, which is yeah interesting. Just put it like that. Interesting. Why? Why is that? Numbers. So, so for what I understand, he did an interview. He says uh, Sammy Ball, who was the first quarterback in the NFL that was known, actually known for throwing the ball. If you know historically, back in the day when football first kicked off, most teams just ran the ball. They just kind of Throwing the ball was almost like a trick play. Um, but they, most guys just kind of ran the ball and literally not even three clouds of dust, two yards and <laughs> dust. kind of <laughs> always muddy and ugly with the, with the leather helmets and all that stuff. But Sammy Ball was the first quarterback that's known for actually um, throwing the ball, dishing around. Like that was part of his game, going out and throwing the I ball. I did not know that. And then also interesting news that I will. I just looked this up. I'm not trying to say I'm some type of football story, but <laughs> he is the first quarterback to get inducted into the Hall of Fame, to the NFL Hall of Fame, Sammy Ball, wearing number three. So, devastated in honor of Sammy Ball, the gunslinger, he will be wearing number 33 this year. Okay. Interesting decision. So, I I, I, I think we just had to stop him. We got to talk about that a little yeah. bit, man. Like, number 33 is the quarterback. What's your, what's your thought? Big deal to you? Or, or I, I think really. I think it, I think it shows that he's ready to roll, man. He's ready to roll. <laughs> you know, he's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking much bigger than, you know, just, you know, winning the spot. He's thinking about he, he's giving a little, a little, um, credit to history. You know, he's locked in, man. I think he's ready to go, man. I told you. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's too early to call. It's way too early to call. Right. Right. It's always hard. It's always hard to project, especially a guy this young, because you can't, it's hard to account for improvement. Guys improve daily at this point. Like, they're improving every day. And you don't know who's improving, who's taking the biggest leaps. But 
if I'm gonna if I'm gonna call it early, I'm going with Devin Brown as the as the guy. Yeah. So obviously his competition there for people who don't know is Kyle McCord. So my, Kyle McCord is a year older than Devin in the program. Also, kind of I'm not gonna say this is the reason he got a scholarship. That's kind of overstepping out. He's a good player, but he he's also was teammates with probably our best player coming back, Marvin Harrison Jr. They play high school football together won three state titles together on the high school level. And you also yeah. kind of start hearing some rumblings, you know, obviously, you know, it's time to talk to the media a little bit. And, and Kyle is stating that, you know, the chemistry is still there between those two. Uh, Marvin is second that. Like, yeah, we, you know, we didn't throw a lot of balls and to each other, a lot of catches yeah. between us two. That hey, listen, man. I, hey, I, hey, I, I, would, saying, hey. I would have chemistry with Marvin Harrison too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> When you <laughs> when you have a receiver like that, man, get the ball, get him the ball. That's 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 the chemistry right there. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. But then also just saying, I, I you know, just kind of speaking to their relationship, they consider each other their best friend. They say, "It's my best yeah. friend." Um, Kyle says it. Uh, Marvin says it as well. And obviously, I mean, that's a that's a lot of you know. I I was fortunate enough to be able to go to college with several of my high school teammates mm-hmm. and. Like, you know, obviously that bond is already there, right, for you guys being yeah. Buckeyes. But you got that bond also from high school. Like, you you really know these guys, you know. And so yeah. it's definitely That's a lot of chemistry. Yeah. And um, in my opinion on the situation, to be honest, I don't like it <laughs> that, that him picking number 33. Um, I feel like, you know, it's a lot to prove right now, man. And I, I hate to, you know, kind of say that, but it, it's a lot to prove. And it's like you, it's time to tighten up. Like, this is the time to, like, you know, put your very best foot forward possible. You know, let you let know that hey, I'm in this battle. I'm taking it serious. I'm gonna go out here and try to outdo this guy. I'm gonna show that I'm a leader on this team. I can lead this team to success. Also, we're talking about Ohio State, so we're talking about national championships, getting to the playoffs, yeah. and winning a national championship. And I, I, it just don't seem like the most serious thing to do, right? It's like you kind of, you know, showing your age that you go pick a number thirty three that. Right when you line up, it's going to be drawing attention to it, right? Yeah. Rather right or wrong, and obviously we know the story, but because uh, he said it, but a lot of people not going <laughs> not going to know yeah. the article. So everybody's going to wonder, like, why is this guy here with number thirty three on a quarterback? Never seen this before because I, I never seen it before. Um, what is going on here? And obviously his his performance can outdo that, but at the same time, if it's if you flipping it, if it gets tight, right, and, and it's really close on between the two, you know, are you going to be seen as I'm not going to say a jokester or a prankster, but as a guy that maybe not taking it as serious, trying to make you know weird statements by picking funky numbers and, and yeah, and doing it that way. So that's just my thoughts. Um, yeah. Yeah, you sound you sound like a, you sound like a get off my lawn old guy now, man. And we we aging ourselves out here, yeah, man. And I, let the I young agree. man let the let the young man be young and do his thing, man. He picked he picked the thirty three. I think it I think it has a um uh a, I think he's I think he carries a confidence with him, man. So we'll see, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll see. see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see, man, and. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, he does well. You know, I'm not gonna right now. I don't have a. I don't have a guy. Like, I just want to see the guys compete well. Uh, Devin and Kyle, and you know, select the best man win. Or if it's someone else. I mean, I know we have yeah. uh, a freshman coming in. I uh, can't think of his name right now, but freshman on the roster as well. That's on scholarship and um, another. I think we got that vet right. The vet from Oklahoma State. That's on. 
roster as well. Yeah, so, player you know, coach. Yeah, player coach. I just, you know, once you got to go out there and play well, I mean, competition, um, you know, makes you your best. It should make you your best, right? And if it doesn't make you your best, then maybe, you know, you're not the guy that needs to be out there, to be frank. So, so you know, go out there, do it well. Both these guys have some years um, in the program, so some of that stuff they should know. Like, you know, when it comes to this, you know, common plays and things of that nature, so they can kind of sharpen in on that and kind of just go out there and put their best foot forward. And once again, just let the best man win. This is a good competition. Let the best guy go and, and get better, man. Get better. Um, obviously, it's also some news that, um, like I say, first couple of days, not a ton going on, but it was good to see James Larry Knight is out there walking around, uh, you know, his clips that, you know, now he's back into the linebacker room. Another 33, uh, right? Wasn't James 33 as well? James was 33. He, maybe is he trolling James? Like, where? What is he doing? I, <laughs> like, yeah, home, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on here? So, I, I, like I said, that's another. Yeah, that's. <laughs> let's see how it hopefully goes well. But um, it's good to see him out there, guys out there flying around a little bit. Um, so yeah, good there. But man, I wanted to kind of get into a segment, man. Now that spring ball has started. And just kind of, I guess, you know, obviously we, we both registered and we both played, yep. you know, five, did five years at Ohio State. Uh, we didn't leave early. So that left us uh, four springs, four springs to go through spring ball. And I guess I kind of want to just have a little segment, right? Just kind of discuss, you know, over the next couple of weeks, our mindset when, when thinking about spring ball. So obviously just kind of take it one year at a time. Just kind of dig in. What was you thinking? What was you feeling? Uh, you know, was you anxious? You know, was you ready? Did you, you know, how, how did it go for you? Um, and just kind of focus in today on our first year, our first spring ball. So we got through the season. The season we registered So now you know you're not being registered twice, right? So now the spring ball is coming up, and it's time for you to really, like, try to really make a name for yourself, more or less. You know, you already got some buzz going by yourself, but kind of really go out there and make a name for yourself. So what do you remember about your first spring at Ohio State? My So my first spring, my that's when my career started. If anybody asks me, like, when when did my professional, not the professional career, when I actually start getting paid real money, I didn't, I didn't violate NCAA rules. <laughs> but, like, when I shifted over to, like, that, you know, I'm a professional football player. I do this, um, and it started spring, my first spring ball. Like, we redshirted, you know, we came in. I don't know if you knew, but I didn't know if I was going to redshirt until she, right before the season started, for real. Oh, I know. I, was they, I, I wasn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, when you when I red, when you redshirt, they kind of forget about you, for real. I mean, I, I guess maybe they don't, but it felt like when it, in that moment it felt like they did it felt like they forgot about me i took this year off the fans don't think about you you know what i'm saying the fans figure that next big five-star corner that's coming in that's the guy we got these guys like like right now like the the guys who ran shirt we're not we're not, we're not gonna talk about none of those guys right um the coaches it's like the same way like you know we we ran shirt so we don't know if this guy's really gonna do nothing <laughs> you know what i'm saying so I went into that spring like this is my seat, like this is it. Like after after this spring, I'm gonna be able to determine, like, am I in the mix or, you know, 
do I need to consider going somewhere? This this was no transfer portal back then. So if you have to if you were gonna go somewhere else, you really had to map. You yeah. gotta really map this out. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It might be you might just need to stay at stay in Ohio State and just get you a good education and figure out what your job gonna be. <laughs> but um yeah, I was locked in, man. I was locked in. I was nervous, but I was ready at the same time. Um and I had a hell of a spring, my first spring. I had a hell of a spring. I looked at the depth chart, and I'm like, man, I am not about to play at Ohio State. <laughs> man, <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins is a corner. Is a corner at this point, um, and we are, I guess, because I registered, we're not two years removed. Donald Washington started. We're one year removed. Andre Amos, um, one year removed. He played a significant amount of time that year, and he was better than me for real. I'm looking like, like, dang, we do one on ones. Like Andre is better than me at one on one. Brandon Underwood was a Hadn't played much, but he was a redshirt sophomore, and he was good. And he wasn't even playing yet. And I'm thinking, like, golly, I'm like seven, six on the depth chart. I got to make some waves, and I was locked in. That's how I was feeling in every practice. You know, I'm getting trying to get better, improve. And then when we when it got time to those scrimmages, you we do those jer- those jersey scrimmages. Man, I was locked in because I knew. I did the math. Like, there's not enough time in camp for me to actually win a spot unless somebody's, like, hurt. I got to win a spot now. They got to go through all offseason being like, man, this guy, this kid right here, we got all the corners we need, but this kid, we got to figure out a way to play this guy. Um, so that's kind of like that, – that was my mindset for real. Well, and I remember – Hungry mindset then, huh? Right? Man, I was hungry, <laughs> thirsty. <hard>. <laughs> <laughs> like, we had – I mean, we had the one jersey scrimmage in the snow, man. It was in the, in the stadium. It was snowing. Like, I'm from Florida. I'm cold. But this is the first time probably in my life where I played football when it was cold, and I didn't feel no cold. Like, I didn't feel no cold. I was locked in, man. I was going. I was moving up the depth chart. I was not with the twos. Then, you know, I'm going against the first team. I'm going against uh, Brown Rubisky and whatnot. And I'm locked in, bro. Like, um, so I would say – you know, especially for these guys now, man, this is where this is the opportunity for you to if especially if you haven't played already, if you like you haven't already been out there, this is where you start. This is where your career starts and it's during the spring period for real. Yeah. I agree, man. So I remember my first spring, so I guess I gotta go back a little bit to kinda really tell the story, right? So, um I know the offensive line, you know, scout team meant something to me, like, right? So, it's like, you know, we, we're on scout team, and, um, you know, I'm redshirt, right? So, all I do is yeah. scout team. So, I go to practice. I kind of pay attention to what the starters are going through or, you know, getting ready for the game and meetings, and I'm kind of, like, half there, half asleep. I remember I had a late class or some practices. I was late, like, getting to meetings. So, I'm kind of just like, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm getting ready for scout team. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, to do. Yeah. And, and I kind of started, like, a name for myself being like, so, I went out on the scout team. I was by far – out of the true freshman, like the best, with a, out of the scout team, I was the best guy at actually blocking the the starters uh, and the guys yeah. that I was playing. And, I, and that's a huge difference, I feel like, from offense to defense, right? So, this is what guys don't know. So, if you're on scout team, on like, so if you're on the offensive of scout team, so you're going against the starting defense, 
you could really go kind of as hard as you want to. Like, no one's going to slow right. you down because the defense is going pretty hard themselves. So yeah. you're really getting, like, real reps of these guys. Like, you know, you got to really block a guy. Compared to a defensive scout team, if you're going too hard against the offensive starters, you usually Y'all get trouble. Like, somebody, somebody <laughs> get mad. Hey, man, we got a hero out here. Take them out. You got the coaches kind of charming at you, like, type of deal. Because you want, you know, offense, you're trying to get be pretty. You're trying to make sure things are executed right yeah. way. And things of that nature. So for myself, I had to like really go out there. I was really blocking guys. I remember the the the, the top guys at the time was Jay Richardson, uh, Quinn Pitcock, and um, David Patterson. Those the 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 main guys on the defensive line, and and I should you know do fairly well for them. And, and so the coaches at the time they, they took notice of it. I'm sure where it was getting back to my office of line coach. We go into bowl practice, which is another huge time for young guys to kind of really get started getting some reps against each other, and I get injured. So um, I remember I'm blocking. You remember Scoot D, Walter Dublin. We in the goal line yep. trail. And basic block, hit him straight up. And I just recall my foot kind of like, I thought I twisted my ankle. It felt like that. I thought I, I thought I twisted my ankle. Um, and I was like, man, my foot just did something crazy. It was like kind of into practice. So I get through practice. I tell the trainers, I put some ice on and I go home, which is the dorms, not home, but, you know, in the dorms. And I remember waking yeah. up in the dorms and I couldn't walk. I, like this is like I don't trust my ankles many times in my life as a kid. Like this is different. Like I can't put any weight on it to like get to the bathroom. So I remember we had like the next day off. It was a Sunday, so I just like stayed in the bed for the day. And the next boat practice, I go. I'm like I'm hurt. I get taped up and I go out there, and I'm doing drills against uh, Connor Smith, who was another freshman with me. And um, I remember we doing the drill. I'm like, man, he's kind of about to kill me. Like I can't do nothing. <laughs> Yeah. My foot. You know, just a drill. Like, you know, we're not really going that hard. It's like, I don't, I don't have a foot. So I'm like, this ain't right, Tran. So then we go, I get an MRI, and I get a Liz, have a Liz Frank. And if you don't know, a Liz Frank is a, basically it's a mid-foot sprain. Um, take some time to heal. So usually two ways, you get, you know, let it heal naturally on its own, or you can have a surgery. My foot is so bad that I need the surgery. So it's just like, you know, you're just going to be off of it. Walking boot. So, about time spring come around, I'm like kind of at the end of the rehab, and I'm not really be honest. I'm not ready. <laughs> be yeah, afraid. yeah, my foot yeah. is still pretty in bad shape. But it's like I'm going. Like I'm not about to miss this opportunity. Like once again, like you say, like to kind of put a name out there for myself and kind of you know let the coaches know that I'm serious about you know. Uh, about you know being a hard state buckeye and being one of the guys uh, on the offensive line, so I go out there and I get it taped up. I'm kind of limping around. Um, I remember some days was better than others, but it was it was kind of I was in a lot of pain. But I still I had a pretty good spring though. My first spring still went really well. Um, I set myself up for uh, for camp, like yeah. as a guy that's like you know this guy is capable. He understands. He fought through an injury to get through spring practice, which you know don't really. You know, a lot of, you know, it's easy to sit those out, right? There's <laughs> not nothing leading yeah. up to, but I, I, I was able to tough it out and go out and compete. And once again, just like y'all, I mean, same mindset. I mean, I had a lot of guys in front of me at the time. Um, and with the offensive line, you know, it was five guys, right? So you got plenty of room to kind of get in and fit in how you may. And I just kind of, you know, went out there, fought hard, and I had a really good first spring and I feel like my coaches really appreciate the fact like look he went out there he toughed it out he wasn't his he wasn't 100% that was clear as 
could be right. I could yeah. Basically, going to spring ball without doing any real running or anything of that nature, but went out there and still uh, was able to compete and do well. So I think it worked out. It set me up for my first camp. My by my my redshirt freshman year. Um, we could get into that later time, but I was end up like in in contention. I didn't start as a, a redshirt freshman, but it did give me a lot of respect and got me a lot of good practice time with with the starters and things of that nature and kind of kind of um at that standpoint so yeah, that was first spring though first spring is really about for the young guys like you're saying um it's time to shine like especially if you're coming off a red shirt or you know um high school guys got to be tough i don't know how you do it because you just you know you just unless you just that talent right you kind of yeah, don't right, know anything right. still shot you don't have a cap under your belt nothing like that but if you're a red shirt guy or a guy that didn't play much as a freshman like like you say this is your time like it's your time to show everybody how serious you are how much you would develop and how much you are willing to go out there and um execute really i mean come down to it execute and playing hard right are you yeah. mentally there are, are you physically plays. there right and, and making the plays and that come to you and making some that don't come to you. Just kind of just, you know, be making yourself known that you're one of the guys that that's going to be um, – that you're going to have to account for, Coach. Like, you just not, you're not – don't braze over me. Don't don't yeah. try to recruit me out. You're going to have to account for me in my time here at Ohio State for sure. Yeah, because after my first spring, you know, that – if you look at the depth chart, like there was two corns, Malcolm and uh, Donald. Um, and technically – and uh, Andre got Andre Amos got hurt, so it, it kind of cleared the pathway. And then Brandon Underwood, who was another guy, ended up not getting a scholarship renewed. So it was like, dang, like the door kind of opened for me um, to the unfortunate events. But then the 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 coaches would shift when we went to nickel. He would shift, you know, Malcolm to the safety, bring Anderson Russell down to the, the nickel spot, and to put me in the game. It was like. My spring was so good, it was like, so we got to get this guy on the field. We're going to move Malcolm to the safety and put him in the corner in Malcolm's spot, um, you know, even, you know, my rest of freshman year. And there was a, that that jersey scrimmage in the snow. <laughs> I made some plays, and I remember to this day, because in my head, that was the start of my career. It's like, um, I remember we were losing to the offense. I don't know how Tress did this math, man, but somehow – we were losing to the offense. What you mean? What you mean? Man, we used to kill the offense, man. We used to dominate the oh, offense. Man. And somehow, somehow, some way, they scored one touchdown and we down. I'm like, man, this is the craziest <laughs> thing. Like, it been three and out, three and out, all scrimmage. And now somehow, one playing, oh, the defense is down by 10. And now we got the field. I'm like, man, this is that's crazy, football, man. man. That's football, that's, man. That's, that's football. Just what you said, dude. It was like some Jedi mind tricks to where the, 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 the unit that was performing better, we going to make sure that they always lose. <laughs> like, I don't know how he did it, but we was down. I remember it was one last drive. And I'm like, the only way we can we can, we can win is we got to get a turnover because that's the only way we're going to get enough points to do it. Um, they threw the ball to uh, Smalley in the flats. I hit him, Ray and I'm Small, like, Ray Small, and I'm like, we I get a turnover, and I strip the ball on his way down. He falling, I strip the ball, and I get the ball, and I and I stand up, and I'm walking another way with him. I'm like, we got the points. They didn't give me the, the turnover. They said he was down. It was some bull. However, you know, the, the, the way, it. but it, it, it was on film. Right. It was on film. It's like, damn, we need it. We needed points, 
And he got to turn over to get points. It's like, like that's the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was, it was, you know, that playmaking that, um, you know, made him think. Like, you know, we gotta get this guy on the field. So, yeah, spring is. As I got older, I hated. I didn't really like spring ball, but as a young player, <laughs> uh, yeah, and we we'll get into that. We'll get into right. that like in the following weeks. Next, next, by next time we do a show, we should the the Buckeyes they should have some pads on, and yeah. that's when stuff really start kind of livening up, right? You start to um, you know see some clips of some guys, you know, really you know kind of starting to pick it up, and that's that's what it's for. You need to have a couple of days to get acclimated, feel with a helmet, get that weight of a helmet back on your head, and kind of, you know, get that feeling of moving around out there on the field for for football stuff and not just, you know, weight room training stuff. So those days are important for health. But then all of a sudden it's like, you know, a fireworks start, you know, and then it's time to really go. So, um, yeah, so it's looking forward to it. Obviously it's a huge spring for Ohio State. You know, whenever you have a quarterback, um, quarterback debate, huge spring for the program yep. so it should be a good one stay tuned with uh believe in buckeyes as we bring you the latest news on spring and we kind of let you know our insights about how we feel about the 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 program uh how we went through handling the situations when we was there at ohio state so the next couple of weeks will be special so definitely tune in and check us out and we can go into it want to shout out our sponsors um shout out to sponsors chum um, bet online shout out to bet online uh, sponsor the show, and this is Believe in Buckeye podcast. Yeah, believe go in Buckeye. Bucks. Go Bucks. Awake. Ayo. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.